Hi guys, Ethan here. Today we're talking about Ready Player One, which is all about virtual reality. And you know, I love virtual reality. I talk about it a lot on this show, but I wanted to also emphasize how important reality is. We have to live in the moment. We have to communicate with each other. We have to learn from each other in real time. Hold on a second. Sorry. I'm a little distracted this morning because my mom is texting me a link and then this link doesn't work. Ugh, so annoying. Let me just text her back and then I'll be right with you. Um, I'm not being rude. I'm just, um, I just have to finish this because it's family and family is important. Um, oh, she was just missing a, an M on the dot com. So she wrote dot co. So that's why it wasn't working. But let me fix that. And then I'll finish this intro. One second. I'm so sorry. Just give me one second. Ugh. And then, oh my God, autocorrect. And, but yeah, what, um, which movie are we doing? What is this for? What podcast is this? Who am I? Anyone? Help? Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Hi everybody, welcome to Bad Science. I'm Ethan Edinburgh and today we are talking about Ready Player One, a movie that is like half in VR, half animated, half CGI. I honestly don't know exactly how they made it, but it certainly wasn't what I was expecting. I'm talking with two wonderful guys here today. First, I'm talking to a good friend of mine. He's the project controller at Qit. He plays a lot of video games. He told me he has read Ready Player One, the book, and that he uses AR for 3D modeling of power plants. It's Alisher Kamilov. Hey guys, how's it going? How's it going, Alisher? Great. So happy to be here. So happy to be here with you as well today in real reality. In Yes. Uh, just to clarify to everyone, we are in reality. We are not in VR currently. Correct. However, the person we are talking to today is not in our reality presently. He's not in the room. We are talking to him through a device. Uh, how do you explain this device? It's like a cellular communicative device? It's like a telecommunication device, uh, wireless Um <laughs> That's probably how I would describe it. Yeah, know. it's an unbelievable piece of tech here. And of course, we are talking to a senior software engineer at Mozilla, who is also on the mixed reality team. It's Dominic Daniello. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing very well. How are you, Dominic? I'm great. Happy to be here. Well, we all watched Ready Player One. This movie was not what I expected, like I said. I honestly thought it was going to be way worse. I ended up having a great time and really <laughs> enjoying the movie, but I haven't read the book. And from what I understand, people that are huge fans of the book dislike the movie. So, Dominic, have you read yeah. the book? I have read the book, yeah. And uh, and I would agree that the movie does not uh, really do the book <laughs> justice. Um I, I would say overall, like really the, the movie's just way more rushed than the book. It just doesn't cover as much. Um, it gets the spirit of it, I, I guess. But um, was there was there a main flaw, you know, something that stood out to you is like this, you know, some things you can change, but this particular thing is unacceptable. Um, I think so, there was this whole segment of the book about joust the game and they kind of uh, sort of referenced it in the movie, but then kind of barely even uh, just barely covered it. Um, and that was like a whole big section of the book. Okay. Is, um, that, is that something that also bothered you, Alisher? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think there was a lot of buildup to that first gate, right? I yeah. think they spent a lot of the first early chapters building up to that first copper key, a lot of exposition. And then in the game, it's like, oh, someone just kind of found it and now we're trying to beat the <laughs> gate. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I kind of understand from a cinematic standpoint, they're probably like, we only have so much time, we got to get it done. But yeah, and yeah it was a long I, movie. I agree with they, Dom, they... though. The Definitely uh, not enough justice. Not enough the... justice. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Given. I'm, I'm so yeah, sorry. Just overall, like the, 
the uh, the build up to like all the characters meeting each other and all this stuff. I mean, just happens kind of instantly in the movie. And this is like way late in the book. You know, it's it's the whole thing is just very rushed. And also in the movie, they kind of all happen to be in the same place. Uh, <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, we're all next to each other. So suddenly, like there's yeah. no traveling or anything like that. Yeah, but, I did. You know, not- yeah, I mean, a lot of it is just you have to fit it into the movie, right? And it's two hours, and you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I didn't really get a lot of stuff that happened, but I usually write that off to me being stupid uh, and not being able to keep track of what's happening. But there was a few parts where I just de- definitely didn't know what was happening and Alisher was there with me and made me feel better saying like, well, in the book, there's a lot more reasonings. There's a lot more, uh, right. I don't know, backstory to what's going on. Yeah, uh, sure. Which is either you being nice or once again, me being a schmuck. <laughs> no, I think I think it. you had valid questions as uh, you were watching the movie. Thank I you. Think, but, um, so I'll give you that for sure. Um, but yeah, no, there was def- it's definitely because there are gaps between what happens in the book. And yeah, there was just kind of all of a sudden, that happened a few times to me where I was like, oh, now all of a sudden it's a big, big car race. Right. And then I <laughs> I turned to Alistair and I'm like, so wait, what does this mean? What's the car race for? <laughs> I, for the key? Do you get the key at the end? And he goes, honestly, in the book, no car race. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I was like, I, I, it was been a while since I read the book, but I do not even remember there being a car race. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the old, the closest thing that was in there was the reference to the DeLorean, mm-hmm. which I, I want to say shows up in the book at some point. Okay, um, yeah, his car. His, I can't imagine it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, his chosen yeah vehicle or of transport was the DeLorean, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't understand the rules as far as like, can you do a flying transport because that would just you know avoid a lot of the traps in the road but i don't know it was just very detailed there's a huge king kong and like jurassic park t-rex and mm-hmm. i i didn't know what was going on and to hear that it wasn't even in the book uh was uh, a little bit alarming but i will say again i re- i enjoyed it it was a rush i did like i liked watching the movie it was fun yeah i mean exactly it's it's, it's just fun and I, I feel like the same way about the book i i wouldn't say it's like you know, maybe I'm going to get flack for this. I, I don't think it's excellently written or a great book or anything like that, but it's just really fun. Like it's, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. references are fun. The, like the story is just like, it, it's just a good read. Like it's just enjoyable. Okay. Well, we're going to get into VR today. I want to know exactly what you're doing over there. Mozilla, AR, XR, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask about, but let's start with a few more movie questions here. Um, I, I had a couple. Number one, there's a drone right at the, right at the top. There's a Pizza Hut drone delivery service. So <laughs> yeah. do we have anything? like that. Alger, you were mentioning in the car that Domino's has something that they're cooking up. No pun intended. Uh, uh, Great pun. Uh, no, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not sure. I just I thought maybe Domino's would be the just first came one to mind because they do all that mobile pizza delivery. You know, uh, the right. autonomous vehicle stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know about this, Dominic? Are you are you getting pizzas yeah, delivered to your I, house? I'm not. I'm not sure about Domino's, but I know for sure like Amazon's working on this stuff. Um, it's a big just industry in general. Like this drone, like drone technology. I know like um, there's just lots of startups and, and stuff getting involved in the area. Um, I mean, I have seen. You know, I live in, in Silicon valley and you definitely see the uh autonomous um like not drones but these little driving delivery robots that drive on the sidewalk and like deliver stuff i mean they're, they're like test pilots but like i've seen those around what does that look like <laughs> it's just this little tiny uh tiny truck uh, the size of like <laughs> what i, I don't know tiny like a, you a can't just say just tiny truck on the sidewalk <laughs> no no like i will a, not i it, are you talking about like a toy truck like what a kid gets into and drives around <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit small like uh let's see um uh, I can't believe this. Just a small little container with wheels, I guess I would say. <laughs> Maybe tiny wow. truck was the wrong word. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, you know, you see them driving around and they, uh, you know, 
right now they usually have like a person <laughs> kind of awkwardly following behind them, you know, <laughs> typing onto a laptop, trying to take notes or whatever. Oh, um, so yeah, they don't I mean, these run into, are, they have technology where they're yeah, not running into anybody or going into the street. Exactly. Or... Yeah. They have a bunch of sensors and they're, you know, they're looking at stuff and, and kind of navigating automatically. I mean, yeah, we're like, well, we're like completely on the cusp of this stuff uh, being completely normal. Um, and, and then on the drone side, like absolutely like Amazon is working on this. Like they've talked about it before. I'm not um, sure what, is scarier at this point to be straight with you i don't know if a drone coming to my neighbor's house is scarier (laughs) because obviously that can go wrong and just wreck a kid or god knows what or this thing on the sidewalk Uh, sidewalks are dangerous enough (laughs) sidewalks are usually not level and i have fallen by myself walking on a sidewalk so if there's a robot if there's a tiny truck and he's scooting around (laughs) that's super dangerous no i think a drone would be more mobile you know like yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to want to mess with a little robot going down the sidewalk. Yes. I mean, if it wasn't for the person that's following it, you know, and taking data, <laughs> Security collecting data, but yeah. a drone can just drop a package and just, you know, get yeah, out of Dodge, basically. Yeah, I guess that's true. I just think, I don't know, when I was a kid, you know, we would mess with anything in our, <laughs> in eyesight. Right. So it's like if a drone is delivering a package to Mr. Plea bodies. It's like I'm gonna wreck that thing. Anyways, oh, I, yeah, I mean they're, they're they're definitely getting shot down. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's just their propellers, and I don't know. It just seems like a disaster <laughs> waiting to happen. I don't know how you make that safe. Um, okay. Also, everyone in the movie, right at the beginning, they show a bunch of people that have VR headsets. Like literally, that's yeah. the world, right? Everybody's in VR all the time, and they even go to the point, the extent where people in the streets yes. are using VR headsets and they're running through the streets in virtual reality can you explain that to me (laughs) yeah i that that's actually one of the parts of the movie that i just i like completely just laughed at i was like that's ridiculous um i mean you know everyone owning vr headsets um you know obviously i think we're on a path to that uh they're getting cheaper they're getting smaller you know all, all that sorts of stuff i think that's not like completely implausible uh the whole like running down this i mean it just doesn't make sense right like you're gonna run into stuff like it's just it's just like obviously it doesn't make yeah. sense um how they, do they, they film that and no one says anything i, I was shocked <laughs> shocked at that part yeah i mean they they're running it. right by a building too in other parts of the movie, you know, they actually have the the treadmills and stuff like that. So they, they, you know, they kind of explain how it would actually work. And, you know, that's actually pretty accurate. Like those treadmills actually exist um, right now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop you right there then. Omnidirectional treadmills exist? Yeah, literally the, the ones they use in the movie uh, are actually a real product. Uh, it's called the, uh, the Infinidec. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those are actually uh, created by a startup. Uh, like I've seen them before. Uh, I think probably <laughs> the movie was probably one of their biggest sales of the uh, infinite deck i'm assuming but the uh right <laughs> it's um it's it's a pretty cool device i mean it actually you know it does what it what it looks like in the movie you can actually run in place and and uh right now it's like usually like the only time i've ever seen it used you know you have an operator with a, his hand on the big red button ready to stop it and there's like you know all these guardrails and all this stuff um so it's a lot less uh, sexy than it is in the movie yeah but um you know yeah those things are real and that's that's kind of how i would see you know, if you wanted to be running around and this sort of thing, that's that's kind of the direction I would see it happening. Like not just running around in real life because that doesn't really make much sense. Totally. Um, so, so they actually have things. There's a thing called the void. Um, Love it's the like void. an experience you can yes. go to. Big yeah, fan. you can go to. Uh, and and they, you know, there you're actually moving around a real environment and, you know, you're walking around and the walls are where the wall should be. And, you know, maybe it's the wall of a spaceship instead of this unpainted, you know, gray wall that that's actually there. But, mm-hmm. 
you know, that sort of thing is real. But yeah, the, the whole the whole just everyone running around and punching wildly in the air. I'm like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm pretty sure at one point there was a guy standing on a surfboard. I guess that was his omnidirectional <laughs> treadmill. Just, that will not work. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Unless you're only sure playing a surfing works, game. But, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he had the, the cheapest set or bodysuit or whatever they call them in the... Yeah. In the what world. Do you know what they're using these Infinidex for? What's the main uh, purpose? Um, I don't know like who their customers are right now. I mean, like I, like I said, I've just seen them at like trade shows and that sort of thing. Um, like, okay. you know, they're, they're like, obviously if they, if they became cheap and light and whatever enough, then, you know, anyone might want one. But like, I imagine, you know, if I had to guess who was purchasing them now, like maybe like, uh, I, there might be some sort of industrial uses maybe, but like, uh, like also just, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to make a VR arcade or whatever, like it's the kind of thing where, you know, your uh, home user is not going to buy one of these things. They're huge. They're expensive. Um, but you know, I could see, you know, you buying one like, like the void where it's like an experience you go to, I could see, right. um, you know, VR arcade doing that sort of thing. And they're actually like in, uh, in Tokyo, there's this huge, uh, VR arcade. I haven't been to it, but it's called like VR land or something like that. And they have like all these okay. crazy, huge exhibits that, you know, you're flying or you're in a cart or all the, all this sorts of crazy stuff. And so I could see them owning one of these if they don't already. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. I'll let them know. Uh, <laughs> they're such good friends of mine. Uh, speaking of which gotta, gotta harp back to the void because Alistair and I have actually done the void together yes, a couple times. Yep. Love the void. I don't work for them. I'm just saying they rock. That was well, really a unique experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I don't know this uh, omnidirectional thing. I it just bugged me. I wrote down a note that I was annoyed. I guess because they go. You're right. They go to like a length to explain that this is how he's moving mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. VR world, and then they'll just switch it up randomly. Randomly, he's just sitting in VR. Then also that the Nolan bad guy is just sitting. So I don't know how he walks around. I don't understand that. And then he's up with wires. He's like hooked up like a puppet. Yeah. yeah. So why not just pick a thing? You know, I'd be totally scared to be on one of those omnidirectional things. Yeah. You know, I feel like if you've ever been on like a one wheel or something, there's like a trick to getting off because it's like auto balancing. Yes. So I feel like I just get stuck and I'd have to basically just flop down to like (laughs) get off or stop the thing. People should be falling constantly in this VR. They're all there. (laughs) Or just smashing into stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's Um, there's also I was gonna say there's that whole scene when he's in when he's in the truck just like being banged around all over the place, like just and like he's like trying to put in the key or whatever and just like completely failing at doing it because he's being you know tossed around in real life. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely tried to show. A lot of both, right? A lot of like, a hey, reminder, they're they're still yep. in the car. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, well, apparently it mattered then. It didn't matter for the people running around in the streets, <laughs> punching right. yeah, yeah, exactly. concrete walls. But God forbid uh, a car hits you. That's correct. Um, okay, so let, let's go back to you, uh, Dominic. So, so you're at Mozilla. Mm-hmm. I read that you guys have recently partnered up with Pico. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can you explain what that's all about and what you're doing on this? team of mixed reality members? Sure. Yeah. So I work um, at Mozilla on on the mixed reality team. We're part of um, emerging technologies at Mozilla. So um, ET at Mozilla is just about, you know, looking into the future of technology and figuring out how, uh, you know, Mozilla should play a role in them uh, in, in, uh, you know, in different areas. Um, So VR is one of the big areas we focus on. Uh, My team in particular works on a product called Hubs. Um, So it's hubs.mozilla.com. It's actually like a social VR application. So you can, um, you know, go to hubs.mozilla.com, you click a link and then you have a room and you could share that link with other people. They can all hop in. Uh, Like we could 
be having this meeting right now in hubs if we wanted to. And um, we really should be, by the way. <laughs> we really yeah, should what are we be. Doing? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you, you know, you get that link and then you can actually hop in in a VR headset or, you know, on your laptop or on your phone um, without having to install anything like web browsers actually have VR support now. Um, you can like literally connect to, wow. uh, you know, a VR headset directly to your web browser. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're working on um, like in all sorts of different areas, you, you can use this thing. I mean, anywhere you would, you know, use video conferencing or something like that. Um, we've had people looking at using it for, you know, hosting conferences, like an academic conference or something like that, giving talks. Um, and then also just for entertainment purposes, right? You get together in there with your friends and and you could watch Ready Player One. <laughs> um, right. I, I did read that people go in VR to a movie theater, a yeah, VR movie yeah. theater and watch movies in, you know, uh, <laughs> like a regular, like a 2D movie, but in VR. Yeah. And actually you can watch a 3D movie in, in VR as well. Like, you know, um, oh, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, VR headsets are 3D, so you can actually watch 3D content. Um, but yeah, I mean like this, this whole social VR thing, like that aspect of ready player one is like absolutely, uh, real. And, and I've been working in that for the past, uh, four years now. Um, and like, it's, like that, that aspect of it, I, I think it's like absolutely real. Like we're going to be like spending a lot of time in VR. I, I don't think to the, to the same scale it's, it's expressed in ready player one, but like, I think hmm. it, it is very, um, compelling to, to get into, you know, uh, a virtual room with other real people. Um, like you can even, even with very simple avatars, like I mean, we've done experiments with like it's literally just a cube uh, and two cubes for your hands, right? And you can kind of like tell who it is just by their body language and how they're, you know, how they're moving around. Like it's very, um, wow. it's it's very human. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Cool. Um, it's something you have to experience. Um, you're, you're saying web browsers essentially come with any VR hardware? Like I can just buy so, any sort of VR headset and I can sign on to. Yeah. So 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 the the um there's a, a specification for web browsers called webxr like not to get too technical but like uh basically it means that um like if you have a vr headset plugged into your computer you can actually go to a website that's that has web vr support like um like hubs and then oh. actually use vr without having to download any software or anything like that uh in 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 your headset um and then you you talked about the the whole pico vr thing so what uh what that's about is um so pico vr is a manufacturer of headsets um they're i think the biggest manufacturer uh in the enterprise space so like in terms of like if you're a business and you're looking to buy you know three thousand headsets to kit out your whole whatever um you know you go to pico vr and they have like this whole enterprise solution for deploying them and all you know all that sorts of stuff um costco of vr yeah like it's it's <laughs> the costco of vr yeah i mean yeah you buy the bulk the bulk uh bulk headsets but then you know they have like particular solutions for businesses to manage manage all these headsets and all this stuff anyway so um firefox reality which is our web browser for virtual reality um is coming pre-installed on those headsets and then we're also kind of working Working on you know getting hubs as you know to be part of that uh, that offering as well. Um, Sweet. So yeah, I mean that's, that's a really coolest names. Yeah. Firefox Reality. Yeah, yeah, right. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so would I be able to like just go on and browse just like, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. way I browse the internet on my computer or my phone right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, you can just um, browse um, you know regular websites and you know watch videos and do all the normal stuff you do in a web browser. But then also you can hit a button like if you're on a particular website that has VR support, you can hit a button that says enter VR and then suddenly the web page takes over, Boom. you know, everything around you. Um, 
it's it's Sick. pretty seamless. Can I open can I open four different web browsers because I have complete 360 aerial <laughs> view? Can I put a web browser behind me on Yahoo and another one on Bing on, the, on my left? Yeah, yeah. In, in Firefox reality, actually, there are multiple tabs. So you can open tabs. And the way tabs work is they just kind of go next to each other. And so you can just kind of look around and, and have multiple web pages open. Nothing better than a bunch of monitors to make you feel like a hacker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Oh, do you have a... Um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if this uh, Pico is like the brand of the VR headset, but I was going to mm -hmm. ask you if there's uh, a headset you'd recommend to for people to get if they're getting into it. Uh, they want to play VR games. Yeah. I don't know if you have a favorite VR game as well, but uh, but you know a lot of people don't have it or don't yep. know anything about it. So yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'd be hard pressed not to recommend the Oculus Quest. Um, it's uh, four hundred dollars, uh, completely standalone. You don't need a computer or anything. Um, to use it. Hmm. The library of games and, and applications is, is pretty huge. Um, it's, you know, you can buy a cable to hook it up to a computer and then use it as a desktop VR headset as well. Like it's, it's, it's very compelling. Do you need the, those sensors that set up nope, your perimeter? Nope. No, you don't need anything like that. It's all, it's all like self-contained. It has cameras on it that, that track the environment, like inside out tracking. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's a very good device. My, my only gripe with it is that it's owned by Facebook and I, you know, I don't particularly love Facebook, but uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> other than that, I can think I, it's a, a great headset. Can I run with the headset on and I won't hit anything? Uh, you can run with the headset on. You will hit something eventually. Um, <laughs> okay, let me jot that down. We'll hit something with headset on. Don't run. Got it. Um, cool. But it actually, it um, actually, it, the 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 way the head, headset setup is actually very. Um, it, it's really cool. So like you, you put the thing on, and then you're um, looking through the camera, so you're seeing your real room, and then it has you just kind of draw a line around the space you want to play in. Um, and then Whoa. as you approach that, it'll kind of, you'll see like a grid pop up, like, you know, you're in the virtual environment and as you kind of get near one of your real walls that you define, uh, you'll see like a grid pop up and you're like, Oh, I, okay. I can't step over there. So like you can completely get lost in it. I mean, it's, it's very easy to just, you get in there and then <laughs> you're in VR for several hours or whatever. And then you come out and you're like facing a wall. Like you're just like directly like in front of a wall. You're like, oh, I didn't know I was here. Wow. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. Um, okay. My next question is, what avatar would you be? Because obviously, in this, in the Oasis, mm -hmm. uh, the virtual reality of uh, Ready Player One. Well, so, you know, I think mine, I, I kind of go with, uh, what's his name? Parcival's kind of approach. It's still mm. pretty just like, kind of looks like human, but subtle changes, subtle, yeah. you know? Okay. I don't think I'd get too crazy and be like a... Sleeve Troll tattoos, though. Maybe you know. Uh, okay. Maybe I consider some tattoos. Tatted you know, up because they're not permanent. See, I mean, it's you can you change know, it whenever. That's true. You know, I don't know if my parents would approve. You know, <laughs> in my VR parents, but <laughs> you know, um, your VR parents would be okay with your tattoos. Yeah, you know, I'd have to ask them first. But <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was thinking not to step on you, Dominic, but I assume mm -hmm. you need as much time as possible for yes, this. Yes, I'm very trying to think about response. this. <laughs> um, I think I would be a sea otter with a backwards cap and a skateboard, and I think. And sunglasses. And I okay. think my weapon of choice would be like a 1920s Tommy gun. Yeah. How would, <laughs> how would your voice sound? How would you modulate your voice? Ooh, how would I modulate my voice? Yeah. I'd be like, hey guys, what's up? You mean you won't sound like someone from the Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles? Or? I feel like I, I do okay. kind of sound like somebody okay. from the Ninja Turtles. Okay. It's like uh, Michelangelo. Michelangelo-ish. Michelangelo-ish? Yeah, it's like sort of like Michelangelo. Okay. okay. What's up? Yeah, I'm a sea otter, but I kick ass. <laughs> You just always have a pizza also with you. Yeah, exactly. Just I always have a pizza. Time. I'm always here for a good time. <laughs> exactly. What about you, Dominic? 
I think I, I would honestly be switching it up a lot. Um, I like I had a meeting this morning as a Ninja Turtle, so um, I've already oh, done that. So you did choose and, uh, your avatar, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah. I've been a duck okay. or I've been a robot. You know, there's there's lots of fun stuff. So like, why why limit yourself to just one thing? Man, I don't want to sure. sound you know anti-humanity, but <laughs> it would be way more fun to see my friends every day if I didn't know how they were gonna, yeah, <laughs> you know what species they were gonna be. That's well, fun. It's like Dom mentioned. I'm sure you could pick up on some of their body language. You know, yeah, yeah that's true. I'd still know who they were, but it'd be so much more fun. It'd be so much more of a celebration every time you. You know, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's Alistair, but he's a duck. Like, that's great. <laughs> so I, I want to talk about AR for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some great AR stuff just that kind of gets automatically loaded onto my phone mm-hmm. and I just instantly become obsessed with it. <laughs> but um, we were looking up, they, they have AR lenses now. Is that correct? Like contact lenses that will show you, I don't know, stats, the, your, your BPM and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard some about that. I haven't tried any like contact lenses. I've, I've used like AR headsets, um, like the HoloLens um, or the Magic Leap. Um, and those are really awesome. Um, I know. So yeah. Like, can you, what is that? Can you explain that to me? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, if you've used a VR headset, it's kind of like that, but you can see through it. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially it's, it's a, you know, headset you put on your head. Um, it has some sort of transparent glass of some form on it. Um, and then there's a screen embedded in there somehow, either through like it's projecting onto it or, you know, it could be an LCD that you're looking through. Um, there's like lots of different technologies, but effectively, you know, you're looking around the world and then you see virtual objects kind of transparently overlaid onto the real world. Um, and through varying degrees of, of fidelity. Hmm. One of the biggest issues right now that I've seen with AR headsets is just like a lot of times the field of view is pretty small. So like you're seeing this transparent object, but you can kind of see where the edges of the screen are. So you can see like a hard line where it cuts off and you can rotate your head to look at more of the object, but you're still seeing this like hard line, hmm. uh, you know, at, at the edge of your vision. Um, and and that's that's something that, that is improving as, as, as they're getting better. Okay, and speaking of improvement, uh, we were we were looking at Mojo lenses. Do you know about that? That supposedly just came out. I think I heard about them. Like that, that was talked about at CES, but I haven't I haven't tried them myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> not on the front lines, Dominic. <laughs> no, I didn't. Get I didn't, in the trenches, bro. I didn't get out to CES, but I I mean I work mostly on <laughs> VR stuff, not on AR stuff. But I think that AR stuff's really cool too. And honestly, the overlap in terms of like technology and and software and all that is is very high. Um, so I think both like working on both kind of boosts boosts both or like floats both ships or however the saying goes yeah floats floats both boats yeah <laughs> one of the most difficult sayings to say <laughs> on the planet i think the hall the hololens is actually the one that we actually use in construction all the time mm-hmm. oh okay yeah for 3d modeling mm-hmm. so they'll actually load in stuff from like revit which i think is like a modeling software okay um and you can like kind of walk through the model and you know see whoa or maybe what does it different. look like? Does it look detailed or it looks like green laser? I mean, it looks just like as though you're looking at it on a computer screen, but you're able to kind of maneuver around it. Holy and, crap. You know, it's it's pretty neat. And so we, we we already kind of, at least in the construction industry, are using it for those applications and even... And it's just like on a table? You're looking at a building on a table? Yeah, it's like basically sitting like on a table. Wow. Yeah. And the whole team can just poke and play, you basically play Jenga. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I mean, it's it's because it's so hard when you're looking at something that's... You're trying to build something so complex yeah and you're trying to visualize it based on a bunch of layers of 2d paper right sure um so whenever you see it in just in in front of you it's a lot easier to find issues and things like great that. So, so i mean that's the one thing we need is a lot more building so now we can make those quicker 
Yes, it's a lot make. easier to it's do. A lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, what, what about the? I, I don't want to say failed, but I've just I don't know. I feel like it came and went. The the Google Glass. Am I right in saying that? Am I off? Is yeah. This, is this wrong? Am I wrong? No, I mean, I, I, you could call that an AR device. Uh, it, like a lot of it, um, you know, certainly like it was a display you put on your head and you saw something that wasn't in the real world. Um, so it's, it's AR in that regard. But like, I think that's pretty different in that, it, you know, it, it didn't track your head movements or anything like that. It wasn't trying to overlay um, virtual objects onto the real world, which is kind of like what the the current set of AR devices do. Mm. I mean, like you know, we're talking about the building example. Like you can literally like be at a building site and put the building where it will be, and then like see it in scale and context, and be able to look up, you know, and see okay, like how like what does the skyline look like now with this building in place? You know, like mm. you're literally placing that object in the real world. Um, the yeah. Google Glass was not that. It was just kind of like it basically was a smartwatch for your face, um, which you know it's cool, I guess, but like kind of not really like i think to me like a smartwatch gives you 90 percent of the features of google glass with like zero percent of the awkwardness so it's like you know it, it was it was doomed to to from the start i'm sure they're gonna have some sort of new google glass 2.0 sure. that's gonna be ridiculously cool uh, probably by the time this episode comes out and then i look like a goof um Russia's putting VR headsets on cows, hoping they produce more milk. Care to comment, Dominic? <laughs> I did see that. I, I don't really know very, very much about it. Um, I think VR headsets for animals is interesting. I've seen you know dogs in VR headsets and all sorts of things like that. I, I don't know the ethics of it and all that. I don't know either, but I saw a picture of that and it, thought it was photoshopped. I can, nope, I can only real. imagine what that's going to say on the packaging, you know. <laughs> Fair trade, VR raised. <laughs> VR raised milk. Meat. Yeah, does that count oh, as pasture so raised good. if they're like in a VR pasture? Is that like is that <laughs> yeah, a I don't know. They discovered? <laughs> what about the other way? If it's pasture raised with a VR headset, but in VR they're in this tiny cage. <laughs> I mean, where does that? I don't know. If in VR he was upside down, so that's sure, cruel. I'm sure they could buy some time with the philosophical debate on is that a pasture? Is it not a pasture? <laughs> yeah, it's a VR pasture. He's actually in a cage. Don't buy that milk. <laughs> Um, okay, so there's a part of this, I have to mention this, and I know we could spend the entire time talking about VR stuff, and it's so cool. Honestly, we could do several episodes about it, because it's <laughs> so interesting to me. But I can't let this go, because there was like a 10-minute segment of this movie where they basically were in The Shining. Do you remember <laughs> yes. this part? Yeah. Yeah, so Al, once again, of course, had to pause the movie, turn to Alisher and be like, what what's going on right here what what is this i don't even know what this has to really do with any i, I know that he loves the shining uh it's an 80s movie i think so all that makes sense but then it's just uh i don't know it seemed over the top and it really felt like kubrick would despise this section of the film <laughs> i mean it's like just like almost shot for shot a couple times but instead there's a big robot <laughs> in the shining so i just found that to be so i don't know uh wild and wanted your guys's thoughts on it uh, yeah i mean i thought that honestly i thought that scene was really cool like it was just like really cool to see how well it was done uh, right you're like yeah this is just straight up the shining like i actually do want to know how they did it like did they recreate the sets or did they try and superimpose stuff like i don't know how they did it but it was actually really cool um i don't remember if that was specifically in the book the shining i know that there was lots of being in movies was like part of the book mm -hmm. okay uh, but i don't remember if the shining was was actually i don't know if you remember i don't think it was in the mo in the book yeah per se but yeah i think to dom's point it's i think it's their way of kind of paying or an homage to the all the challenges he had to do mm -hmm. like he had to play out war games he had to play out 
Yeah, he was in Blade Runner, I think, cool. for a bit. Okay. And yeah, and in the book, it was like a word for word. Like you had to be able to like do the whole movie with all the right timing. Like you had to be able to recite the whole thing or whatever. Right. Like it was, you know. I mean, that or, is a very cool idea. That would be a fun game to just yeah, recreate or, moments yeah. in movies. That's cool. Why, yeah. why it would have it would have sucked to restart any of those. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you screw up the last line. An hour in. Yeah. yeah, just give me the line. I got all the other. One. Jesus. Um, okay. Yeah, that I thought that was really funny and uh i don't know maybe just came out of nowhere for me but definitely shook me up so what about suits they have these suits in the movie that are like touch sensitive Mm -hmm. you know uh they touch each other and you feel it in your van by yourself so (laughs) i have two points on that one of course do we have anything like that i'd love to know what the advancements are and two why would you wear the crotch part (laughs) I'll leave the second thing for you to ponder, but these do exist in some form. I don't think they're, you know, quite as advanced as they're uh, shown in the movie where, you know, like just the amount of, um, you know, sensitivity and all that, that, that's kind of shown. But, you know, there are, there are haptic vests and haptic uh, gloves and, and, and the sorts of thing that you can wear. Like there exist these full body haptic suits already. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they're as good as, as they are in the movie, but like we're well on our way to kind of doing that sort of thing if, if we want to. And is that just with, touch sensitivity are there smell things yet <laughs> yeah that, smell yeah, smells. yeah there actually are smell things too there, there's like a here we go attachments for vr headsets that that do smell i haven't used one myself i wow. i have a a friend who's who ended up using one at like a trade show and just got like blasted in the nose with like some smell and just it stuck around for like days like <laughs> he was just like never trying oh, no. no. but yeah i mean smell <laughs> is actually really really tough to do because you know we're pretty good at like reproducing things you can see because it's like you know you have red green and blue and you kind of mix them and you can generate any color pretty pretty well smells like there there's lots of unique smells and we don't really have a good way of just like combining smells to create other smells as well so like having a catalog of every smell is like not really feasible or possible so that that's actually so- interesting uh, limitation there. Smell, smell is the new horizon. Yeah, that, it's it's one of them. VR, we get it. Everybody's trying to see <laughs> the craziest shit. You know, you're not going to be if you're just getting into this. You're you're behind. <laughs> but if you want to jump on the smell train, right? Yeah, I mean, un- untapped uh, innovative potential there. It, it actually, like I, you said, you did the void. The void actually does usually have some sort of smell component to it. It's like yes. a limit, you know, limited thing. I, I don't know which which one did you do. We one of them was the Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, uh, one. Yeah. And they did have smell. You enter like a candy shop yep. and it really does smell uh, great. Yeah, it's really cool. And then the, they have the Star Wars one where like, you know, you, um, you're you like on a ship and then it opens up onto this fire planet and, and like a wave of heat hits you. And then you also smell like fire and brimstone kind of at the same time. Like it's, yes. it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. That was my favorite um, part. I think. Yeah, it's really cool. Like when you combine all those things together, like your body really is tricked. You're like, wow, yep, that's real. You know, like. Yeah, totally. I was scared to fall off. Yeah. Um. And this has just turned into a huge commercial for The Void. <laughs> no, I mean, The Void is still, awesome. Like, if you're, still if you're near one and you haven't been, like, just go. It's it's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, Absolutely. Okay, so wait, while we're on the R's, virtual R, augmented R, smell R, I don't know what the hell you would call that. Uh, what is XR? Do you, do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, it's it doesn't really mean anything. XR is right. just a, ter- a catch-all term for, like, all of the realities. <laughs> I mean, like, it, depending on who you ask, it's going to mean a different thing. Some people just say the X is a very 
variable. So it just stands for whatever variable you want, you know, like, but, and then, so they don't know what they're doing. And then the, t- the term mixed reality is, it basically means the same thing. It's just like AR and VR and anything in between. Um, these are all mm-hmm. kind of just general terms. XR okay. is the term used. So, like I said, the, the web specification is called web XR. Cause like it doesn't want to be limited to VR or AR. It's like, okay, well, what if we think about other things? Right. Okay. That makes sense. I actually had a question about that since you brought up the, yeah. some of that. Um, like other applications for VR, I was reading some really interesting things about how it's being used for like health and therapy mm-hmm. applications. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, is, can you give us some insight maybe on? Yeah, on? I mean, there's yeah. there's tons of stuff. I mean, you know, there's there's obviously like all, all the the obvious use cases like gaming and all this sort of stuff and industrial uses, education. You know, like uh, any sort of remote uh, training, that sorts of stuff. Uh, but then, yeah, like we've seen, uh, people starting to use it for things like pain management, um, like treating phantom, you know, like if you've lost a limb, there's like the phantom limb thing where it's like your body kind of can't let go of the fact that, you know, you have this Mm -hmm. pain there because this arm is missing and you never really got to like unrelease your hand. Right. And so like, uh, they actually have been doing things where like you, you have a virtual hand and you see it and you can actually open it. And then that kind of can like let your brain finally let go of, of, of that, you know, like it, like it's being used for crazy stuff like that. There's people who have like, um, certain kinds of vision problems. Like they don't have stereo vision or, or like have, uh, you know, lazy eye and this sort of stuff. And you can use VR as a training device to, to fix those sorts of things. Um, you know, not, not all this stuff is like clinically proven yet or anything like that, but like there's, I've seen lots of like anecdotal stories and there's definitely startups, um, working in that area and that, that stuff's super interesting. And, and dementia as well. I think we were looking at an article mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday that says that people are using it for, for dementia as well. Right. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't seen that one, but that, yeah, I'm like, like I said, there's just tons of different, the, the space is huge here. Like <laughs> it's a little literal virtual world yeah <laughs> of possibilities infinite space infinite space yeah um what what country would you say is leading the way in vr today mm, i mean i'm, I'm like biased because i work in in the, in the valley here and it's like okay i think we're doing pretty great um but like uh korea uh is also um doing very well like they're they're, they're working on lots of stuff um and then also uh, I know, like I said, the Japan Japan has like those VR arcades and this sorts of stuff. It's it's pretty popular there as well. Um, but you know, we have Oculus here, um, and Oculus is definitely one of the biggest players in the space. And then we uh, like Valve is also really huge in the space, um, pushing VR. Um, HTC is not not an American company, and they're 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 big as well. And then and then there's um, you know Pico and all all these other VR headset manufacturers. But the fact that we have Oculus, I think, is is a huge deal. Good. Planning our flag. I like that. <laughs> um, at the end of the film, he says, uh, well, first he says that they're going to close the Oasis on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That was <laughs> hilarious because how inconvenient for people. Mm-hmm. What if their job, they only work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then they can't play. Anyways, I had an issue with that. Just have it two times a week. They can't play. Maybe it's up to them. You, they can choose. Sure. What if your job is in the Oasis though? Like that's, I, that, that kind of, that, that whole thing yeah. seemed a little ridiculous to me. I'm like, you, it seems like there's a whole economy in yeah. the Oasis. Well, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems like anything worth doing is in the Oasis in this uh, right. really I mean, screwed up yeah. future. And now you're going to take away the weekend and just make it randomly Tuesday. And then <laughs> it's called fix the world on Tuesday and Thursday. 
and then go pretend it doesn't exist on the rest of the days. (laughs) Very strange resolution. Uh, But then they said that people need to spend more time in the real world. That I feel like is one of the messages of the movie, not to, I don't know, dive too deep into VR or video Mm -hmm. games or your phone or whatnot. So do you uh, resonate with that? Do you agree? Do you think there should be limitations of some sort set by the government? Um... I mean, it's hard to say. Like, I, I think um, especially like when you're talking with other people and communicating with other people, uh, that that seems healthy to me. Um, what I think is not healthy is kind of just this is not really about VR, but just the, the whole attention economy thing, like like how basically all, uh, you know, our phones are basically just these devices used to grab our attention, to sell advertising to us uh, ultimately. So it's like that whole thing is not great uh, like it and, and the whole, like you know how, how facebook work, like all the social networking stuff like all this stuff that's presumably to connect us together has like really i don't think has it's it's you know like it's it's just a, a funnel for us. yeah exactly it's a funnel for like advertising to our faces um so that in that regard yeah i do think that like I don't know if government stepping in but like us stepping in as as technologists and whatever uh mm-hmm. to at least try and regulate this a little bit because it you know where we're headed doesn't seem great for me in that regard this isn't really about vr though like it's it's just in general um though that is like one thing that scares me about vr right because the potential there for uh blasting ads at your face i mean they literally talk about this in the movie right he's like oh we can uh you know cover 80 percent of their peripheral vision with ads before inducing seizures this is great mm-hmm. and i'm like thinking right. like i'm like are there meetings like this going on at companies right now <laughs> you know what i mean um seriously because yeah, i mean absolutely you know not not just like that like literal like like i don't think it's ever going to be that blatant it's going to be scarier than that right i mean you know i talked about being able to recognize your body language i mean these things are biometric devices that can track your whole body's movement right i mean imagine Imagine what kind of things you can do if you can determine based on someone's body language that they're depressed and then kind of start selling them things, you know, in that regard. Like it's it's uh, like these are incredibly capable devices. And so it's a little scary, um, you know, what can be done with them. Um, should yeah, we outlaw I mean, them? No, absolutely not. We should not outlaw them. <laughs> we just need to make responsible <laughs> right. decisions. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know, um, from what I've read, it seems like Mozilla has some pretty kind of honorable yeah i mean more values when it comes to that yeah i mean that's our whole thing i mean mozilla is all about um the kinds of things i was talking about like protecting privacy and and like actually making thoughtful ethical decisions and things i mean um i don't want to get this wrong but like so the mozilla foundation is a nonprofit, and then i think the mozilla corporation which i work for is like a wholly owned subsidiary of the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. but what that means is basically like we don't have investors we don't have anything like where like we're not out to make money we need to make money to you know sustain ourselves and keep hiring good people and, and, you know, doing that sort of stuff. But like one of our mottos is like people over uh, profits. Right. So it's like, we want, like we care about users and like, we can actually do that because our business model doesn't dictate that we have to, you know, generate value for shareholders and all this stuff. Like, like ultimately your business model is what's going to determine what you can do in your software. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's something we care about a lot and that's why we're in the the VR space. Right. I mean, we want to make sure that there is at least a voice there fighting for, um, you know, for the user's benefit. And, that, and that's what emerging technology is all about. It's like about finding opportunities in all different spaces, making sure we have a we have a say there. Well, as a giant VR fan, I'm glad that Mozilla is in the space. It sounds <laughs> like we need more people like you. Yeah. Uh, it also sounds like you should team up with Bernie Sanders. Like <laughs> you guys would make a great team. Maybe he could do a whole VR speech. I'm actually, I'm, I'm an Andrew yeah. Yang person myself, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, 
Either way. <laughs> oh, we got to educate our, educate the people. Yeah. Educate the people. Yes. Yeah. In all sorts of realities. Um, okay. So uh, as we leave, we, we always have a little plug section here, Dominic. So is there something people should in particular look out for something being released, something you think they should be a part of? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, check out Hubs. So uh, hubs.mozilla.com. Um, you don't have to create an account or anything. You just go there, create create a room, and uh, you know, send it to a friend and and check it out. Great, hubs.mozilla.com. Everybody, go check that out. Um, get a, a VR headset. Get an Oculus Quest. Yeah. I'm gonna try and look for one on the street somewhere. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, Alshir, something you'd like the people to know about? Uh, you know, I have this band I really like. Oh, um, actually, I want to plug some of their stuff if that's Incubus? okay. Incubus? <laughs> uh, no, not Incubus, but oh, good guess. Uh, thank you. They're actually called the Cooties. Oh yeah, the Cooties. Those yeah. are that's a good group. Yeah, it's a trio. It's kind of comedy music. Um, <laughs> you know, they just launched or one of their studio videos. Whoa! Music videos, I so, love recording uh, studios. You know me. Check that out. It's a. Uh, the Cooties. Search mm-hmm. that on, on YouTube. Yeah, I think youtube.com slash the Cooties is yeah, where you can find that, their that, stuff. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I did hear that so, their their stuff is very just like revolutionary. It's just really changing the You know, game. really, really they are um super excited to see what they've got going on in the future. Great. Okay. Well, how selfless of you to to plug a group you're not in. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm wanna look out for others. So Wow. Uh just like Mozilla. You, I mean <laughs> Looking out for the for the greater good here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if you want to leave your job or if Mozilla's hiring, but this sounds like a good partnership right here. You yeah, can tell yeah, about let, AR. Let me know. Uh, you know, shoot my resume over that way. Dom. <laughs> hey, Dom, hook this guy up, okay? Let him build a building in AR or something. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you both. Uh, I had a fantastic time, and we'll talk uh, next time there's a VR movie that comes. Or maybe we'll just talk about The Void next time. Yeah, we could. Okay. We could just do a Two whole hour. podcast about The Void. That, that, that sounds fun. <laughs> we kind of just did that anyway. Yeah. So we might as well be straightforward about it next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you both. Bye. Bye. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our associate producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is Lucas Bollinger. And the executive programmer producer is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. Or feel free to send us an email, badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. Let us know what you think about the show, any movies we should do in the future. I always appreciate getting your emails. And of course, leave us an iTunes review. That lets other people hear about the show. And I'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs>